We're going to continue from part one here, speaking with my friend Tyrone. It's an incredible story, and I can't wait till you hear about his 98-year-old mother. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. One thing I have in common with Warren Buffett, as they say, uh, is said that Warren, every day going to work, he'll stop by McDonald's, and he will buy... A uh, the the uh, English muffin uh, uh, the egg McMuffin have <laughs> the egg McMuffin sound and so I do that a lot too on the way to work I'll pull in Mickey D's and, and I'll buy my egg McMuffin and that, not because he does but because yeah, it's fast food but it's not as bad so I'll buy the egg McMuffin so sometimes what I'll do James when I say be intentional in your financing I will forego that $3.48 now <laughs> for a week, let that add up to $17.40. And I may do it a second week. And, and then I will, in, and I'm intentionally doing that as a cash flow to financing my bank. Yeah, that's what I mean by being intentional. And, and you do that. So what you're doing is training yourself. You're helping yourself. Help yourself, man. And so uh, uh, be intentional. You know, in, in, in financing your bank, don't be afraid to do it. Be intentional, and so it, it, it's only going to help you in the long run. So I got other points, but I'll, I'll just hold it right there for a minute. <laughs> no, I love it. You know, Nelson said, "Don't be afraid to capitalize." And it's like his four fundamentals was number one: think long range. Yeah. You know, and it's easy to think long range when you get past thinking of yourself. You know, you start thinking of others, your children and grandchildren. It's very easy to start thinking generational, especially as we age, you know, and have children. So think long range. Number two is don't be afraid to capitalize. You cannot be afraid to pay a premium. Right. And if you're afraid to pay a premium, you're not ready. You know, Uh, and I completely agree with you. This this idea, this concept should be vetted up front. You know, it's spend the time and the money you can spend. You know, if you bought Nelson's first book, Becoming Your Own Banker, or second book, Building a Warehouse of Well, Robert, uh, Dr. Murphy, Robert P. Murphy, uh, Austrian economist, PhD, and uh, Carlos Lara, their first book, How Privatized Banking Really Works. And then you spend, uh, you know, a couple hundred dollars if you call my office, you get a discount code. And if you don't want the discount, don't call my office. It's okay. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not trying to overly promote anything but the idea of the infinite banking concept right but if you spend a couple hundred dollars on nelson nash's six and a half hour uh presentation on dvd so becoming your own banker building your warehouse of wealth how privatized banking really works and that six and a half hour dvd you're going to spend maybe three hundred dollars maybe 325 with shipping and then you're going to spend you know, maybe 10 or 12 hours reading and watching. It's a six and a half hour, you know, DVD. Take the time to do that. And you have laid the solid foundation. You will know whether you want to to uh, to to engage in this kind. You will know whether you want to buy life insurance and become your own banker. If you want to integrate it into what you're doing, what your family's doing. And it's worth that time to avoid a mistake. You know, you don't want to get involved with something that you don't you know you can't love and embrace and participate in uh so and if you if you build that correct foundation and spend the time with the education then you can build the correct foundation and 
and I believe that's kind of what what you know you've done, Tyrone. It's okay to to be uh, conservative. It's okay mm-hmm. to start. I mean, you're you know it's not like the the man's paying. I mean, he's he's doing it. I'm just saying he's not like he's throwing pennies around here. Okay. Um, and it's okay. We all start too small, but it's also solid financially, and it's also a solid foundation. And if you build that solid foundation, the expansion is very natural. It's very natural to expand to your to your mm-hmm. wife, to your spouse, then to your okay. children, and then come back to the primary breadwinner. You know what I mean? Because what we're doing is not standing alone in our financial life. You know, this mm-hmm. this idea of becoming your own banker, I mean, we're financing things until we, you know, get into passive income time, i.e. retirement, and then we're right. going to, you know, uh, enjoy the fruits of our labor, and we're going to, you know, sub- uh, create passive income from the fruits of our labor. These policies will create passive income, uh, preferentially tax-treated passive income in retirement, and then... You know, nature's nature. You know, statistically say uh, statistics say that you and I graduate, sir, before our lovely wives, mm-hmm. right? So when I graduate, and I'm pretty confident on where I'm going, and so there's this life in one more, and I'll see most of you and you, sir, on the other side. Uh, you know, when when and look, we're dealing with life insurance, you know, so that life insurance is going to mirror my life. Go figure. And mm-hmm. it, but my point here is. Um, when I graduate, there is going to be a net death benefit, even though I have enjoyed with my wife passive income in retirement. There's still going to be a net death benefit that's paid to my beneficiaries income tax free, i.e. my wife. So as we age and as we go through life, we're going to buy these things anyway. So if we structure a policy to be able to finance those things, we're just increasing the death benefit that exists in these policies. All right. And so there's going to be a net death benefit and and, it, and then my wife has a lovely place to put it because if we've been enjoying passive income from her policy as well, and then in comes a big old tax-free check, she's got a place to put it. All she has to do is go repay loans, right. which then will allow her to to continue taking passive income from her policy. Right. And oh my gosh, we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. You know, it's not that big a deal, but it is different. We need to learn. Yeah. You know. So, but thanks for letting me say that. I love it. This is. Yeah. Um, this is exactly, in my opinion, what people need to hear, you know, because this is what we all think about, you know, when we're exposed to this idea. So, right. Uh, thanks for letting me interject. So, so you, you know, James, and 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 um, I like to make this this point too, and then then I'll tell you probably subliminal subliminally why maybe uh, so easy to. For me to adhere to this concept too is probably my upbringing, but this third point too I like to make um, in addition to vetting the process and being intentional in your financing. Um, third pro- uh, third point I would say, and this is just my experiences, I would say you know at some point you let's say you've got credit card bills or, or, or some other obligation, some other credit, you know, that you uh, credit or that you owe. And um, let, let's stick with a credit card company because the, the rates are so high, the interest rates are so high. So you've got you, you've got $10,000 on this credit card to pay. And then you come across a windfall. 
Let's say you get a $10,000 windfall. Oh, you got a cost of living adjustment. Imagine that these days. <laughs> or, or, or you've got a bonus on your work or you, you did a side hustle job or something and you, you've got a $10,000. Somebody blessed you with $10,000. So you think, okay, I'm trying to be financially um, um, a, a steward of my finances and, and you know I, I'm trying to uh, keep my financial footing and foundations squared away and, and tight nice and in and, 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 and proper order and you say I think I'll take this 10000 and pay this credit card bill off now if you do you know what Good for you. That that's foundational thinking. You know, better than taking the ten thousand, buying something else, and then you're still paying twenty percent interest on this ten thousand over here. So if you do that, good. And anybody who does that, I wouldn't disparage you from doing that. But I find myself looking at it just a tad bit differently, and I would take that windfall. And it brings me to my third point where uh, I wrote it down here and I said said it this way. I said, let your dollars multitask during the capitalization phase. Let your dollars work both offensively and defensively. And and what I mean by that is I'm going to take that 10 and I'm going to finance my bank. I'm going to I'm going to stick it in my bank, and my dollar will now and then and then I'll take the loan from the bank, and I'm going to pay that credit card off. To me, that's my dollars multitasking, and I said the dollars are working offensively and defensively because offensively, well, you're putting. 10k into a, a compounding a, a media that's compounding you you're putting it in a place where that 10k is now compounding so that's offense you know you you you're putting that to work it's working for you you're leaving it undisturbed you're letting it compound you're letting it grow you're letting it blossom and then it works defensively um, because in, in, in the sense that you, you then obviously you take it and you pay off the credit card company. So you're now you're no longer paying for the, you know, the, the, the 20% interest this way. Um, are you going to pay it that way toward the insurance company? Yeah, but it's usually much, much smaller uh, percent. Now, oh, it is a much smaller percent. So the user like five percent has been my ex- experience. Now, no, let me no, no. Watch this, James. You may say, "Well, hey, what? Why don't you take the ten k, pay off the credit card company, and now you have no bill toward them, and you're no longer paying interest toward them. But if you put it in your bank, and then you Borrow the money out from the from the your 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 banking partner in this case insurance company, 
and pay the credit card bill off. The $10,000 with the credit card company goes away, but you're still paying a 5% interest or, 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 or at least an interest back to the, to the, to the, uh, insurance company. So to that, to that, I, and so some people say, well, I see. So you just take the 10 K do away with the, the credit card company. And, and now you're, you're through with it all together. No more interest, no anything. It's gone. Well, I, I'm like this, James, you spent your whole life in that school of thought, <laughs> you know, paying the credit card company, paying the high interest. Rate. So this is a whole different school now. And so a whole dip, this is a paradigm shift. So now I'm thinking, let's put that money in there where it can compound. And yeah, am I going to pay my loan back? Yeah, I'm going to pay my loan back. But James, it gets back to to Nelson's uh, first law. Think long range. Think down the road. Pretty soon you'll pay this 10 back. Plus, I've already let you know it's a whole different feeling when you're paying yourself versus you're paying somebody else. It's a whole different feeling when you're paying back to your own system versus that credit card company. So set all of this up front, get all this in place up front. And and at at some point in time, um, when you're looking down the road, man, you're talking about a a bank that's so huge and everything at, at that point, everything you know, you got it. You got your whole system built, and and everything you would need. You know, you you go to your own banking system. So go ahead, let the dollars multitask. Put that ten k in there, uh, capitalize it. Your your bank, uh, take your loan out from your, your insurance company, and pay the loan back. You you can still pay it as you want to. You're the banker. And think long range, think down the road and think where you're going to be in this process in five years, in 10 years. Think about the people that are going to look like you in a whole nother generation. You may not ever get to meet, (laughs) but you can affect them. And so you're putting this in place. And as I said, you're not just building dollars well you do you are building dollars but but you're building a system you're building a generational wealth system that's going to help folks way down the road and and you you may not there there'll be people i'm convinced james you may think i'm crazy but there's going to be some people that have never met me and they're going to say oh granddad or great granddad man wow (laughs) you know look look wow you know, this is great granddad, great grandma. They left this for me or, or, or they, you know, and it, it'll be a, a a system, not just dollars, but a system. And, and so I have you have to do all that up front. Now, this is part of the capitalization stage. This is part of the building stage. Anybody who's open to business, you've got to spend some time. You've got to spend some hours. You've got to spend money uh, before, you know, the business become productive and 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 prosperous so get it done you know i'm in the stage now where i'm I'm building it i see the vision i i clearly see it just like i'm looking at your handsome face james i see that vision man and and so that's why i'm not afraid to finance my bank because i know this is going to work out favorably for me for my children for my grandchildren so uh 
so th- that's you know that's the third point I would I would, I would say uh, d- um, multitask your your dollars. Go ahead and let them put them to work. Let them compound, pay off. Don't just pay the credit card with the windfall. You, you, be in a hurry to build that bank. Let that be a priority. Build the bank, and, and and then you you can you can pay the snakes and the and, and plus that's the other thing, James. It's the mindset. It's the mindset that says I come first. I'm coming when I when I take that windfall and I put it into my banking system, and then I use money from my banking system to pay the the credit card company. That says I come first. I'm paying myself first. I'm saying about Tyrone first. And Tyrone's family first, then you know the credit card. I, I'll pay you what I owe you, Mister. But you're gonna come <laughs> when I get to you. You know, and, and this that's the proper saying, order. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the proper order. It allows you to do that. I'll pay you when I get to you. You know, <laughs> so you know, and so I, I'm gonna pay you. I don't believe it. And you know, taking anybody's um, things unlawfully, but hey, it's gonna be. This allows me to pay it like I want to pay it. You know, so here you take this, you be going. I'm through with you, and I'm I'm building a, a, a warehouse of wealth, man. So that's what it's all about. I love those are three very good points. You know, vet the process and vet it up front. Spend the time, spend the money, take the effort, make the effort to get it vetted up front, and then be intentional. You know, mm. uh, I love that. And then the third one is let your dollars multitask. You know, this straightforward, simple, and effective and it works you know nelson i think you know the first i don't think i did the last four but nelson's first was think long range his second was don't be afraid to capitalize pay a premium third was be an honest banker you know repay your loans and then fourth was uh don't do business with the banks outside of checkings and checking accounts saving accounts you know and then the fifth one he added later was uh, rethink your thinking. And all of this is an imagination uh, or is an exercise in rethinking our thinking. You know, and then it's putting it into effect, you know, our thinking into action. It's like life insurance has been beat up a long time, especially whole life insurance. You know, the commissions are too high, the agents that promote it, or, you know, they're less than reputable characters, and there's some nefarious intentions involved. But, and I don't believe any of it, right? And because it's not true. But look, if I pay a life insurance premium, I mean, that, that is, you know, premiums come around monthly, annually, quarterly, or semi-annually. You know, that in and of itself gives me a path. You know, it gives me some direction. You know, we all have busy lives and, you know, our calendars are full. So I'm going to pay a premium. And and it and it should be a big premium in my opinion, but should it, mm-hmm. it should be a reasonable premium after you spent the time and everything to vet it. It's like that gives me some discipline. There's nothing wrong with discipline. You can't you can't create an Uber pile of debt because you have an Uber amount of discipline. You know, so that uh, most of America is going broke. You know, at three and four percent rate. You know, but their volume is thirty to fifty five percent. You know, a debt service. So my point is, you know, just the mere fact that I'm accumulating capital that's number one foundationally sound financially. That is financially sound for you and me to accumulate capital. Okay, well, capital accumulation is a derivative of paying a premium when you have dividend-paying whole life insurance. The cash value is going to grow, and there's nothing that you can do to stop it other than not pay a premium or not repay a loan, and it's going to compound forever. Okay, and then 
I have access to that capital to do some financing. You know, Nelson clearly pointed out that we all have a greater need for finance than we do for death benefit. Perfect. That is true. And if we solve for our need for finance, we're asking for so much death benefit, the underwriters won't let us have it. Okay, so we're doing all this financing, and then we know we're all going to graduate. There's this life and one more. There's going to be a net death benefit, and and the the death benefit collateralizes the outstanding loan, right? When the loan is collateralized by the cash value, all right? So the death benefit does have value, and the older we get, the greater that value is, or becomes more apparent. Um, and then if you know with if we're building a foundation and we're expanding the foundation of a system of policies, you know, that, that expansion incorporates our children and our grandchildren over time. Well, pray tell who's going to get and enjoy everything that we accumulated in life and didn't give away or use our, our children. <laughs> children. So, and, and so I don't know, you know, my, our youngest child is 14. You know, I'm not going to be here in 70 years. Neither are mm-hmm. you, but, she will be mm-hmm. right, and then I mean, so this idea of short range thinking is is not uh beneficial to any of us in the long run, right? right. So, um, right. thanks for letting me share that note. Keep going, sir. So, you know, I, I'm thinking, James, that probably to what helps me um, adhere to the system, uh, the concept like I do, too, is is because I, I, I'm not, whole life insurance is not brand new to me. You know, as uh, when I put my thinking cap on, man, I, I was raised in the 60s, and it was a different day back then, James. You had, uh, you know, mama could say, hey, uh, uh, y- y'all play, go play. And you went outside. When it was time to go play, you ran outside to play. Now, you know, mom can say go play and the kids run inside to the game stations and all this kind of thing. <laughs> it, was different. it was a different day. And I can remember as, as a young boy in the, in the uh, 60s, you know, we played a lot, man. We played outside all day long and we would play um, some kind of ball in the street. It may have been kickball. It may have been stickball or, or football. And as we're playing in the street, um, I would notice then our, uh, a man that I knew would be our insurance agent. And, and he would come to our house and you know, my mother and, and my and my father at that time they they had my my mother had several policies. She had a whole life insurance policy and took one out for all of her kids. She had eleven kids, wow. and so my mother was born. Bless her heart, she was born in nineteen twenty three. <laughs> my father he was born early, uh, eleven years earlier. So he uh, so he was born in twelve. So they. You know, they took out whole life insurance policies on their children and, of course, on each other. And, that, you know, this is dating way back in, in the 60s when I got here. So the, uh, and I'm sure, you know, I, well, I have older siblings, some 20 years older. So they so there's no telling when they started. I don't know the exact uh, uh, 
uh, year that they bought the first policy, but kind of do the math. And but they had them. And, and so my mother, she, you know, consequently bought policies on even some of the grandchildren. And uh, to this day, you know, she's 98 years old. And as I said, my father graduated at 77 back in the 70s. But my mother um, still has whole life insurance policies. And so, James, I remember, we, you know, when I came across this concept, it made me think of her. And I thought about the time I was a kid, the insurance salesman would come down. You know, he'd come to the house. You know, he would come maybe to, to take the premium, collect the premium. And, and I, I can also remember, too, that sometimes he would drive directly to the house. Other times... He would drive and park his car at the end of the street and get out the car and start walking because what he was doing then was going. He had other clients, you know, so he would go to their house, He, you know, and then he go to the next house. And James, get this. This was on a Saturday. A lot of times it was even a Saturday when this happened. And so um, everybody's home on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> exactly right. But but the point I'm making was back then it was. uh it was something that every every family had whole life policies, you know, and I, I think and I'm getting to my mom here. I, I think maybe what happened along the way, I think, as we began to get in corporate America, corporate America began to, hey, well, get your insurance on the job and, and this this type thing. And that's great, except for. Except for what about. Uh, when you leave the company, <laughs> what about when you retire now? And now that policy that you had through the company is no longer valid. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it has to be, you, you have to have, that's the thing I would encourage you, get a policy outside of, you know, the job. Because if you leave, you lose, uh, lose the job or leave the job, that policy goes away. So, you know, you, you want something on the outside because you still have to, as I said, think about the family. You've got to, long after you're gone, you still have to provide for your family. So I, I think maybe corporate America kind of helped veer things away uh, from the emphasis being put on uh, 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 purchasing insurance, whole life insurance, you know, at, at, at a family level. So back then they did, you know, and, and so my, I was I was when I was introduced to this concept, they ended up calling my mother because I knew, you know, she she was well aware, well familiar with with uh, whole life insurance. And I remember saying the conversation kind of went like this, James. I called and I says, I says, hey, mom, she said, yeah, yeah, babe, how's it going? And I said, you know, I got, you know, and we did a small talk and I said, you know, I, I got something I want to bounce off of you. She said, yeah, what is it? And I said, uh, you you had in whole life insurance policies when I was a kid, right? She said, yeah, I have policies on, on all of my kids I, and, and, and grandkids. She said, I've got policies on. Oh, and she mentioned a, 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 a grandson, one of my sister's sons. She said, I got a policy on him now. And, and she's 98 years old. And I said, so are you aware what you can do with a whole life insurance policy. She says, well, 
Yeah, in the sense of I I know as long as you keep it in force <clears throat> that you will get that death benefit and you can also borrow against the policy. And I said, oh, really? She says, uh, I say, have you ever borrowed against the policy? She said, oh, yeah, I borrowed several times, you know, against insurance policy. And she said, I, I, I would, you know, pay it back, you know, but but I borrowed against it. So I began to explain to her about the IBC, the uh, infinite banking concept. And as I was talking about it, you know, how the structure of it is, and, and, and why you want to structure and, and how the cash value. I, I answered, let me digress, James. I answered this. I says, Mommy, can you remember your first year? What was your cash value like in your first year, your whole life policy? She said, Well, usually that first year, two years, maybe three years, it, 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 no, no cash value. You just you had your death benefit, but no cash value. And I said, So let me tell you about the IBC. Let me tell you about the new concept. And so I began to explain it to her and she says, what? I says, yeah, you know, you can uh, structure this, have this policy structured in a, in a way that you're paying uh, <laughs> you're, you, more of that uh, premium is going toward cash value. Yeah, you have to have a death benefit and you want a death benefit, but you can structure such that you can get a, a big chunk of of that premium in your cash value up front. And and I kind of, you know, threw out some figures from me and she said, what? You know, she could not believe it. And and she said, well, well, she couldn't. She said, wow, this is she says, I know the process works because I know how whole life insurance works. She said, I just never knew it could be structured that way. And I said, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, it, that's how I have mine set up. She, so she told me, she says, well, look, next time you're in town, I want you to get all your siblings together <laughs> and I want you to make sure that they understand, you know, the power that's in in this whole life insurance uh, as it's structured, you know, the way you explain it to me. So she, she, the concept um, resonated with her because she understood whole life insurance. She understands how it works because she's, as I said, she's on several policies, and uh, and so it 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 um, it was a natural fit for her too because, um, as I said, her her experience, you know, she has it. So um, so she she's really excited for me, you know, to hear that this kind of concept exists. And she's even a big believer and proponent of it because she understands it. She understands how it, it, it works or how it could work. So she just never knew it could be structured in, in a way such as, as this. So, um, you know, that's my 98 year old mother. She, uh, and let me say this too, James, um, <clears throat> you, you're talking about a God fearing woman and you know, that's how all of her 11 children, you, you know, she, you know, that's, instilled in us you know we we we're we're unashamedly uh, born again believers and and we're christians and and you know just following her example you know her her life and and not a fancy woman at all but you talking about salt of the earth you're talking about rock solid and and um just a incredible uh, 
<laughs> woman of God. To this day, James, as I said, 98 years old, she's still driving, <clears throat> still has 2020 uncorrected vision. Wow. <laughs> and she went to, this is three years ago, I think her driver's license expired. And she went down to the, we call it DPS station here uh, in Texas, but she went to the, uh, uh, um, to get her license renewed. And of course they're looking at her like, you know, lady, should you be driving? But she's so sharp. She's going here. She, uh, you know, she passed the test. They were thinking maybe she wouldn't pass the vision test, but of course, 2020 vision. So, you know, they had to give her a license. And so she still drives, you know, the, the, the family, we, we kind of, yeah, mama, keep some brakes on it. You know, maybe drive yourself to the grocery store, the hairdresser, get your nails done, the other kind of thing. But we don't want her driving long distances. But she, you know, she's still, you know, able to to uh, drive and just has all of her facilities and faculties about her. Just, uh, just fantastic. 98 and just no, seems like no sign of slowing. <laughs> just an incredible woman. So. I love it. But I think watching her is how I think probably this concept was kind of a natural for me, too, because I'd seen her. You know, I've seen her pay premiums. And I I remember one time specifically, this one thought comes to my mind. I may have been eight, nine years old. The insurance agent came to the house. Maybe it was the wrong time of month or what. But she didn't have. Uh, 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 the may I don't know what the premium amount was that she paid, but I remember him saying, "Well, just give me a dime, give me a dime." <laughs> this is in the sixties now, so so she gave him a dime, and that settled the premium, for, you know, payment for that that month. So you know, just incredible time. But I remember that, and and so that you know, just living through that probably helps makes this a natural fit for me as well. I love that. That's the old debit routes, what they're called industrial life insurance. You know, that was back in the day. Um, but look, didn't you, did you tell me, and I could maybe not, not be remembering correctly, but a couple of things I love, I love the idea of a, of a 50 something year old man calling his 90 something year old mama. I love that. You know, it's like, mama, have you ever heard about this? And well, as a matter of fact, yes, I have. Now, uh, Check my thinking here. Um, did 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 your mom and daddy use cash values or life insurance policies to do like real estate back in the day? So so yes, my 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 dad. <clears throat> and then wait, because here here's yeah. what here's my thinking. You know, here's yeah. my memory. Right then in our conversation originally when I heard about your mom and that experience that that uh, she said, oh yeah, and and then she's like. Your daddy did this and this and this, which was uh, it, it was very powerful, and I loved it. So, but, okay, yeah. So, 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 my as I said, my dad was born in in twelve nineteen twelve, and I was born in nineteen sixty one. So you know he was he was well up there in age when I was born, and so I can remember when he he. Uh, retired from work he was he started work at 15 uh in a this is up north in a a packing company meat packing company and he retired at 65 so he was he retired a master butcher the meat company 
a house. And so when he retired, and I can't remember the exact year, but I think I was in high school, he uh, he had owned, or they had owned, my mom and dad had owned several rental properties. And um, what I mean, I can remember, <laughs> that's one of the things as a kid that, that I kind of hated because I would have to, with me being uh, number 10 out of the 11, I was one of the last to leave, especially boys. And, you know, you, you got to help dad with different things. If you own several properties, and I think at one point he may have had, I don't know, maybe I know over a dozen rental properties. And, and so <clears throat> I'm the last boy. So, you know, you you know, can't play ball on Saturday because, you, you know, or it interrupts your ball plan because you got to go do this with dad or do that with dad on, on one of the rental properties. But yeah, in, 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 uh, so those things were, uh, uh, so yeah, they did have those properties. And so they, they would use thing and they had the insurance, uh, premium or I'm sorry, they had the insurance policies and they had the cash value in the insurance policies. And so some of that policies, uh, the, some of that cash value was also used to, <laughs> to help out in, in those, uh, the purchase of those um, properties. And so we're talking about things like this being done back in the 60s, yeah. you know? So, so my dad, you know, I, I really wish I could talk to that guy, man. You know, as I said, the older I get, the smarter he got. but. I, look at the forward thinking, or just look at the thinking. And I and I, I'd heard other stories, things like uh, Walt Disney, for instance, yep. J C Penney, and, and these people starting these empires like they did, and relying couldn't get a loan from the bank, couldn't get a loan from you know any a financier, so they fell back on the cash values in their life insurance policies and use those funds from the cash value and and to spring can you imagine Walt Disney have you been to Disney World? (laughs) No. Can you imagine starting that those places with the funding from his cash value or or J.C. Penning building an empire yeah. Or, or the the Betcher family doing what what they did here in Texas, yeah, all all from you know using cash value in the insurance policy, so whole life insurance policy. So it, it is it it's not in a way it's amazing, but in a way it's not. And you know, all it takes is somebody thinking. But but the one thing that's common is the ability you ha- you have the ability that that it gives you. You have. Um, access to a resource you have access to an asset that the local bank may not give it to you i banked it i won't maybe i can't call the name but i banked at this bank for 30 years went went to get a loan and they asked me 50 million questions wanted me to submit this submit that submit this submit that and then still decline me you know and i'm like I bank with you for 30 years and you can't give me. So needless to say, um, you don't run into that with this. So uh, those things, yeah, they were able to finance, you know, real estate, finance those properties, you know, use the 
uh, use the um, cash value, uh, borrowing against the cash value. My, my dad drove, as I said, I was born in 61. I only saw him drive one kind of vehicle, and those were Cadillacs. That's all he ever drove. Now, he had a truck, a work truck, but he drove Cadillacs. That's all he would buy. And as I said, he didn't believe in credit cards. He didn't believe in credit. So what he did was he would walk it. He would walk in a car dealer, and he would walk in with cash money. And that you know that's how he dealt. You know because he. So now I can't say you know he went and got cash from his pocket. I don't know, but knowing the, knowing his thinking and his thought process. I I'm sure he probably did even use his cash value uh, to uh, in his insurance uh, or borrow against the cash value in his insurance policy to even fund some of those Cadillacs. I wouldn't be surprised. Now he hadn't told me that, but just knowing the way he 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 thought his thought process, then uh, um, I'm sure then he probably even went that route. So that it was a great example, you know. So I was inheriting this without even knowing it, James. So that that's probably why I'm such a natural today for this process. I love that. <clears throat> Go to the bank. You've been there 30 years as a customer, and they won't lend you money. That's the same issue that Walt Disney, J.C. Penney, and a Pampered Chef, and a bunch of others had. You know, it's like nobody had seen a family themed park of that size you know the bankers didn't even know how to what it was something like that would be worth they didn't even know how to wrap their mind around the value of that they couldn't loan that to walt disney you know jc penny i mean you know the in the pamper chip these are all new and creative ideas and entrepreneurs put together and they're the bankers can't even be that creative you know they don't know how to value that so they can't right. you know confidently give a loan that's this is me and my opinions all right um so, and then I love the idea that, you know, look, the uh, qualified plans, IRAs, 401ks, they didn't come about until the until the 80s, right? I mean, then they're an exception mm-hmm. to the Internal Revenue Code that didn't exist until 1913. Well, life insurance has been in, in existence for over 200 years, and this idea of cash value life insurance has been in existence for over 100 years. And so, you know, the life insurance companies create these cash values as a response to the marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. People can't pay a premium. It's like that debit guy coming around, you know, he needed a dime to you know, to keep policy in force, you know, for the next two weeks or whatever that case was, you know, the cash, the idea of a cash value came, um, as, as a way for a policyholder to finance their premium in the future mm-hmm. that they couldn't pay, you know? And so I'm just saying that, you know, nobody wow. woke up one day and said, Oh, here, let's, you know, create this and boom, there it was. Um, but you know, prior to, to qualified plans i mean people put money they paid premium they put their dollars into life insurance policies mm. because it had a cash value and right. because they could access it um and so here we are your daddy's in the 60s 70s and you know and has mm-hmm. real estate and marrying mm-hmm. life insurance at some level to the real estate you know and i can't wait to talk to him and find out what he did i thought that i made a note that your mama had said or made the comment to you that that um it helped them with their first two or three houses you know but i don't i might be wishful thinking in my notes um the cash values i'm like here we are practicing the idea becoming your own banker before it's ever a thing i love it 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 that wouldn't have been for their first homes. That's a whole nother story, how they, they arrived at the first two or three properties that they they are uh, received. Believe it or not, they there again, my mother being well, being the, the woman of God that she is, believe it or not, they got the first three properties, I think, uh, free. And, and yeah, they bought a home, the home that they lived in. They bought a home, and as my mother would go in, um, so you back then you didn't mail, but you kind of went downtown to pay you, your notes and bills and that type thing. As she went to pay the mortgage, then uh, the the owner of the the uh, it wasn't yeah I guess the mortgage company he saw her as <laughs> she went to the cashier to the counter paid the money. And he motioned for her. He was, she said he was sitting in his office, which was a glass wall. It had glass walls. And he saw her pay her, her mortgage. And as she was uh, leaving, he motioned for her to come in. And she came in. And he said to her, he says, uh, you, yeah, I know, you know, you, you, you just got the house, you know, on such and such street. She says, uh, he says, what what does your husband do again? She says, "Well, he's a, he's a butcher, at, you know, such and such packing meat packing company." He says, "Well, is he handy with his hands? Can he do carpentry tree work?" She says, ah, "He's not all that, you know. I don't think he does carpentry work." He says, "Well, do does he have a brother? Do you have a brother? Somebody could help him?" She said, "Well, yeah, but, you know, I have a brother who's very, you know, uh, capable with his hands doing carpentry work." He says, well, okay, look, here's an, take this address down, go look at this property. It needs some work, but if you can fix it, if you can get him, your brother-in-law, I mean, your brother, rather, to fix it up and make it where it's, it's rentable, then I'll let you, I'll sign the deed over to you. <laughs> so she went home, told my dad about it, and he got with my uncle, and they went and you know did what needed to be done. And sure enough, the man did just what he said he would do, gave them that property. Next time she came, so that happened three times. So that's how they got the first three. So, uh, but after that, he now he, here's where the, the you know having access to uh, cash comes into play. After that third time, my mother said. She went in maybe like the fourth time. And now, of course, you know, she pays her mortgage. She turns around and she's slowly walking out, waiting <laughs> on him to call right. her in. Right, right. <laughs> this, time, this time he didn't call her. So I think she said like she dropped her keys or something, you know, stalling time. I'm thinking maybe he's going to call her in. And, and he didn't call her in. But then he later saw her. And he says, OK, so I'm not going to show you, I'm not going to give you uh, that deal anymore, he says, but I'm going to show you how, you know, it's kind of like that that old adage, you know, you, you, you give somebody a fish and it feeds them for a day, but you teach them how to fish and man, they can eat a lifetime. He says, so I'm not going to give it to you, but I'm going to show you how I get this. And so he began to tell them then about going on such and such day of the month, go here and, and they had auctions. That's what it was. So those properties would be auctioned off. So then of course you walk in that auction, you've got to have cash money. And so that's when, you know, cash value from uh, uh, um, 
funding from the cash value from the insurance policies come into play. So, so you know, that's that's kind of so that's kind of like later on, but it, it still was a part. I love that. I, that's I love that. I mean, I love that. That's incredible to me. I want to meet your mama. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, what else? We we're look, we're going about an hour and a half here. I'm probably going to break this into two parts. Oh my goodness! Um, wow. Uh, but you know, hey, that's what happens when uh, you're talking with friends about good ideas yeah. and things. I think a, an episode like this, or if we do two parts, um, I legitimately believe that somebody could listen to an episode like this one or two times and have all they need to know to get started and what figure out what they need to do and how to do it. I, I believe that. J- James, I believe that too. And, and, and I'm going to say this, and I'm sorry, man, I went so long. But, no, no. but as, as you can tell, I, I told you I was looking for this concept before I, before I found it. And I, I think I, I went I've learned a lot through your office. Um, you know, I'm kind of one of the Patreon members there, and you, you know, and come come in and look at you know some of the the uh, videos that's available for you know clients. If I can use that term, and, and and Nelson Nash, you know, of course, I have all his material, and just just really can't get enough of the guy, man. I'll be honest with you. I mean. Just his, you know, his presentation, what he has to say. And, and, and I, I love the story that he gives where he's talking about, because I, I see, I say all this because I see it the same way, where he's talking about after he had the open heart surgery. And I thought about, if you remember his brother, he mentions his brother died early, if you remember that. And, and so maybe it was something Nelson had too, but he was kept here for, addition for a reason for a purpose and i believe that purpose is this concept i believe that i believe that old man stayed around the lord let him stay around for as long as he did so that this concept could get out because it's it's beneficial and and to people like me and 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 it's so yeah somebody needs to see this and you you need to get started because uh, we're talking about putting your money in a place that's protected, where you have access to it, where it can benefit you. We we have long range plans. You know, I'm, I mentioned cars and water heaters and and sunsetters, but oh no, James, that that all oh, that side note. My daughters and, and, and my family, we've got plans that it's going to take some cash to get it done. And, and so I told them, I says, you know, we, we still have family meetings. All the, They're all grown and on their own. We still have family meetings. I told them, I says, dad's going to be working on, on the accumulations and, and we're going to keep, you know, the plans and dreams that we have. We're going to keep them alive. And at the core of that, finance is going to come out of my, my, you know, infinite banking concepts is going to come out of my bank. So I'm building that now and, and putting that in you know, the financing that's going to be needed. I'm, I'm seeing that it start to be built now so that 
it'll be there when we're ready to spring into the next stages of, of our family clan. So. Yeah. I love that. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, listen. Um, this is going to go into two parts, all right, because of the length. So, uh, but is there any, as we wrap up, is there anything that you want to part with? I mean, that was pretty powerful in and of itself, what you just yeah. shared. But anything else? No, I think that's it. You know, just, you know, as I said before, just just prove it. And, and um, once you do, then act, you know, um, and, you know, it, control, man, it, it's a it's a good feeling. You know, it's a, it's a good feeling being the, the banker. You know, it's a good feeling where you you. I, I like watching my numbers. <laughs> I like watching my numbers increase. I like seeing the numbers in my loan and my bank decrease. And, and I like that that interaction, you know, between them. And and it, it's a great feeling. You know, it puts you in control. And that's something that I think is inherent to us, you know, so, so don't, don't, you know, prove the concept. And then once you prove it, once you vet it out, get busy, you, you know, so I'm, I'm a little over two years into it. And I'm telling you, I'm not sorry, man. I, I wish I had a guy here 10 years ago, actually. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. I, I agree with everything you say, man, if you know what to do, get to it, pour it on, you know, we're sitting here aging as we talk, you know, time's mm. going by. It's like, and there's, I like to say, and there, because I believe it, you know, there's plenty of time, but there's none to waste, you know, get yeah. to it. Yeah. All right, Tyrone, listen, man, you're, you're, I appreciate you, sir, and sharing your uh, story is very powerful. You know, you're very powerful. And uh, I think a lot of people could be served very well if they'll take the time to listen. So, yeah. And then take action, as you said. So. James, thank you for, for everything, man. You know, as I said, you're godsend for me. You were the person I needed, you know. You were you were the I was a student and you were the teacher that came along and I and I needed that and, and I, I really thank God for you and, and and the ladies in the front office and, and for Jake and you know everything. So you're you're teach, helping me get to next levels and learning more and more and more about, you know, the, the concept. And the financing, you know, in, in general, it's, it's been instrumental. And, you know, so thank you for that. Thank you for your friendship. Just thank you for everything, guy. You've been a godsend. Listen, you're welcome. Uh, those are very nice words, very kind words. I appreciate you saying them. I, I sincerely appreciate you, and I thank you. It's like, <clears throat> it's all good. It is all good. And we can do better things by sharing, leading the way, you yeah. know, being an example and sharing with other people. Some will get it and some won't, but – you know, the ones that will, God bless them, and the ones that won't, God bless them all. I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's so much to do, and and you can do it. You know, we can do it. We can be the way be, or be the example and lead the way. And, I mean, so let's get to it and keep going, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tyrone, thank you, sir. All right, man. Thank I, you, I appreciate James. you. All right, have a great rest of your day, and, you know, uh, this will be available. When it's available, you'll get to see it, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. 
Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content. 